Well, welcome to my podcast. We're sitting here in the smoking room, which has the most beautiful marmalade tangerine colored walls. And today I'm sitting here with Gerald Dickens, the great, great grandson of Charles Dickens, an author who is one of my favorites, but above all is associated perhaps at Christmas time with the book, A Christmas Carol. So welcome, Gerald. Isn't it extraordinary to think that this time last year we were welcoming you, or looking forward to welcoming you for a for Christmas and the Christmas Carol as a live audience. And I think we had mulled wine, we champagne, did. canapes, and everything. And you brought the house down. It was such <laughs> an exciting evening, and and packing everybody into the hall, and everyone was in great Christmas spirits, and it, it was a wonderful evening. And 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 the house just embraced it. The, the, the idea of celebrating Christmas with a Christmas carol in, in, in here was so perfect. It was just amazing and I know like every other actor this year must be very very different for you and all the 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 interaction with a live audience and the theatres and and you travel to America normally don't you? I do, back uh, again I do a big long long tour to America and um, of course that that went by the wayside very early in the year. It became apparent that, uh, that, that, that things weren't going to work for, for that this year. So yes, it's been a very different sort of year, certainly. Very challenging time. So can I ask you, Gerald, how did you first begin to get in to create your performance of A Christmas Carol? <laughs> Where did that come from? Well, it wasn't my idea. That's the sad thing. I wish it was. I'd, I'd been acting since I was nine. I, I played an oversized cockerel in the school nativity play. Um, <laughs> primary school which which could take up a podcast on its own I think that story so I'd always loved theatre but growing up as a teenager I'd absolutely purposefully distanced myself from having anything to do with Charles Dickens I I, I didn't want to associate it didn't mean anything to me I'd I'd had to study Oliver Twist at O level and hated it so so, so Dickens meant nothing made no connection with me um, as an author and then in, in 1993 which was the 150th anniversary of A Christmas Carol first being published. Yeah. A lady who was raising funds for a local charity in, in the town where I lived in Kent came to me and said, what a wonderful idea to recreate one of Charles Dickens's dramatic readings of A Christmas Carol. And it's the 150th anniversary of A Christmas Carol and he was an actor and you're an actor and can't we tie all this in together? And I really didn't want to do it. Um, but I, I grudgingly said, all right, I suppose I will. And I started looking at the book, and as I read it out loud, as an actor might look at a script, again, I was trying to distance myself from having a family connection. Suddenly these characters just came alive for me. They they all had a voice. I mean, the part of that is is the brilliant writing, the description of Scrooge. He is a squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner. And by the time you got to the end of the sentence, you're him, you can't help it. Um, And suddenly all these characters started popping up. And I thought, this is fabulous, this is so exciting. As an actor, to perform this, and that's where it started. The, the, The first two years it was a reading, in the same way Dickens gave it. So, so with the, the, the text in one hand and doing a lot of gestures with, with my right hand, which was the only one I had available. And then in 1995, two years later, I was in America and I was doing two shows in different states, one in Tennessee and one in Alabama. And, and the, the Tennessee one was a tea event 
in, in the mid-afternoon, and the Alabama was an early evening event, and there were three hours between the two venues. It was very tight. So I finished the, the, the show in Tennessee, and God bless us, everyone. Well, thank you, I've got to go, and I put my book down, and I took the bows and rushed off and got in the car in full costume, and we drove like crazy to the second venue, got a bit lost, were late. The audience were all sat there waiting for me. It was in a little library. Fortunately, I was still in costume. Went onto the stage and suddenly realised that the book was, not was three hours up the road back in Tennessee. And I had no time to do anything. Oh and the audience were all there. And I thought, goodness, what am I going to do? I, I wonder, I wonder if I can remember it. Yeah. Well, let's try. So I, I stood on the stage and Marley was dead to begin with. Nope, that's as much as I can remember. <laughs> oh, no, no, I know the next line. There is no doubt. And, and suddenly I discovered that I knew all the, all the lines. So I, I, I started thinking, well, there's no point standing at a lectern as if I were doing a reading when I'm not. Mm -hmm. So why not start improvising a stage show? So there's a chair there and there was a stool there and a table I could use and a hat rack and all sorts of things, which I just sort of pulled onto the stage and, and created what you see now, what the show is now. And it was just so exciting. Uh, and, and after I finished, a, a little old lady came up to me and said, Mr Dickens, that was a wonderful show. We didn't expect you to do a show like that. We thought it was going to be a reading. And I said, well, that's a coincidence, because so did I. <laughs> <laughs> and, then she, and then she said, she said, but to be able to do that with your medical problem was truly inspiring. I said, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I understand you might not want to talk about it, but I was a nurse and I could see and, you know, I respect that. What are you talking about? What had happened? When I was pulling chairs in and trying to, to improvise the whole show, my performance was sort of on automatic pilot. So I was doing lots of big, florid gestures with my right hand, whereas my left hand was doing nothing at all. She was convinced I'd had a stroke <laughs> and sort of suffered paralysis down, down this side. And so, so then I had to rebuild the show and sort of build it yes. up. It was a very exciting time. And, and I haven't looked back since. How amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Well, I so enjoyed it. Actually, this time last year, I had a young intern working with me called Robert Dickens. I don't know whether you did you meet Robert? Uh, well, at all? I, I, we, we corresponded. Yeah, so yeah. that was so, so yeah, yeah. John's always saying, "What the Dickens is coming?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but yeah. it is. It is. It has been absolutely wonderful. And I had not read Charles Dickens for some time. Mm -hmm. Like you, I read him at school, and my father loved his mm -hmm. books. And then when I came to write my own Christmas Highclere book, I went back to Dickens, to the heart of Christmas, Absolutely. to all he created, and was just amazed how swiftly he wrote A Christmas Carol. Yes. And was then looking back to the Pickwick papers, which I'd sort of almost forgotten mm -hmm. as well, to those extraordinary scenes. He's got some beautiful Christmas scenes oh, in Pickwick, yeah. And, so and sketches beautiful. by Bowles as well. Amazing. Yes. So I, I didn't have enough time to read enough, because he mm. wrote so much, so... But it gave me heart because I've never got enough time to write either mm. and I just have to get on and write. <laughs> so I thought, and then, of course, he brought it out on the 19th of December. Mm -hmm. And then he sold, was it 20,000 copies? Yeah. In two, I mean, it's extraordinary. He was into heaven, those, how many reprints by the, the, the following February. It was extraordinary. What? And it's never been out of print since. Yes. No, honestly, it's just the most extraordinary man. And I've read some of the biographies around his life, which... I've also really enjoyed to get a sort of bigger view of the man himself. And he was an extraordinarily complex man. Yes. So many different facets to his character. 
and I think that theatricality in him, he, he, he was a, well, not a frustrated actor because he, he really became an actor, but that love of the stage and love of performing is apparent in his writing. You know, the characters are so theatrical and, and leap off the page and become real. Um, they do, yeah. which is why I'd mentioned to you at the, uh, before we sat down together that not this year, but a whole year hence, I would love to perhaps do something in a, on Epiphany with you because that was such an important time to him. It was. And he loved the theatricals. And, of course, mm. it's, it's also rooted in Shakespeare and mm. the different acting mm. and the different traditions, um, the 12 days after Christmas, Christmas yeah. which we seem yes. to think is possibly before, mainly because we connect it with, I think, mm. shopping rather than <laughs> the 12 days of Christmas. But anyway, but I thought that would be a lovely way of bringing out some of that. That was perhaps. always the big party in the Dickens household. His, Huge his eldest party. son, Charles Jr., was born on the 6th of January, and, and uh, Dickens always took the, the excuse to throw a huge party. And I, in the writing of my little book, I just that was really what stuck with me, mm. the importance of epiphany. And I asked the chefs, I thought it was too much for me to make an epiphany tart. And, and it was quite a challenge mm -hmm. to persuade all the pastry to stand up to get all the yes, different I... and jams <laughs> and everything else in it. And um, I, I, I think I've given it a couple of years, but then I can ask them to make several <laughs> epiphany tarts and see where we go. But I'm not sure. But I, it's nevertheless the most wonderful celebration and I like these traditions and I think with this extraordinary year of the past year of COVID if you like I think some of the traditions the cycles the seasons are what helps us keep a handle on our own journey through sure, life. I so agree with that um, I mean for me as you pointed out being an actor in 2020 is just a write-off you know there's, there's been nothing going on at all um, but to be out in the countryside and walking and see the year turn, to see it develop, to see those, those first green shoots in, in March and April and um, May when walking and then growing and growing and now sort of coming back again. From that point of view, it's been a really special year just to see all that and, and remind yourself that that's there, that that's yes. happening around all of our mad, mad, crazy lives dictated by being online and traveling and all the rest of it. Actually, the simplicity of, of, of the earth looking after itself has been extraordinary this year. It has been, and I think the peace and the quietitude of it, and I take my dogs out for a late walk around the castle every evening, and the, the sky and the stars, I mean, I know they've always been there, but I do think I've been more appreciative of it exactly recently, yeah. and I, I spend some time you know, working out where they are, and I've watched them move round, oh. and Mars is still very visible at the moment. It, it is magical times of year which I long yeah. to describe to other and, people. And there have been so many little positives mm -hmm. that have popped out out of what has been a terrible year yes. for, for, for all of us. Well when I'm introducing you this evening I also wanted to mention of course the um, Theatrical Community Fund which mm -hmm. I think Charles Dickens was the first yes, chairman he was, he was of. Chairman of yes. And he, he had a huge charitable spirit mm -hmm. within himself for real as well as mm -hmm. writing about it. So I think that emotion and heart comes out for the writing. But it was there mm -hmm. and I thought that was something I would love mm -hmm. to mention and then throw the gauntlet to you because it's so important and so many young people thinking they were going to start their way up in the acting mm. world and it's tough enough at the mm -hmm. start when you're doing things for almost nothing whether exactly. you're behind or in front of the camera to be honest and then to have this going on as well mm. with just a complete lack of 
being able to take part in a creative yeah. process, yeah. which perhaps you're yearning to do, has been terrible. And yet the culture, the acting, the musicians have given us such succour, such help during on, this on, online time. And, and the, the creativity yes. of, of people, the things they produce from their their rooms at home and, and amazingly edited Zoom YouTube pieces. It's been extraordinary. Yes. And, and as you say, that creativity, you, you can't suppress it. It's always going to come out somehow. Yes, but it's, I think it's acknowledging and saying, well, how can we help? Because I think you take that bit for granted and then think, but they need it. Mm. Although having, to, having said that, there are so many elements of the economy which are completely broken. You're never quite sure what's going to come back. But I hope next summer I can have a few concerts or young mm. musicians playing by the temples or perhaps group some young actors together if I can persuade some some well-known actors to come along and support them and do a few impromptu theatre evenings where people can watch and and perhaps pay the young actors yes. to come along would be That's particularly exciting. exciting. That's a lovely Really idea. good. Yeah. So, so, Gerald, I know that you've also been incredibly innovative and creative <laughs> over the last few months, and I'm very excited because you've, crea- you've made a film which people can watch online about a Christmas carol starring Gerald Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> And, and um, you've put it together, and I can see the first photograph. You're coming out of a graveyard, so oh, that's, that's optimistic. It's, it's, it's been an exciting thing. I've, I've been wanting to film the show for a long time, and I've never been quite sure how to do it. And this year has given me the opportunity, as, as you said. It's, it's uh, something coming out of a difficult situation. Um, so I, I uh, coordinated with a young videographer, um, and we, we went to Kent, and we chose locations that... Well, locations in, in various of Dickens' novels, um, not right. necessarily Christmas Carol. And we filmed my show in, in some beautiful locations. Um, the churchyard you mentioned at the beginning of, of the film is, is the one that opens Great Expectations. That's where Dickens set the opening chapter of Great um. Expectations in Cooling in Kent. And I've made a, a, a film of my show, um, which is available to rent this year. Um, you can go online onto my website, um, GeraldDickens.com, and just click and, and, and you get seven days rental and... You can share it around and give it to people for Christmas gifts and, and oh, what a do, fun do, idea. Do, 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 do whatever things. So, um, yes, that's been an exciting project this year, very much. Well, I'm going to look forward to watching that, actually. And, and funnily enough, e- even in that first opening scene, which is there, it gives me such a strong sense of place. Mm. And I think in all Charles Dickens's novels, you, you have that sense of place. And I think we're fortunate here at Highclere to, again have that sense of place and we're rooted here this year in a very Victorian Christmas and it's really a homage in some way to to your great-great-grandfather and all that he created and the sense of helping others which is at the heart of Christmas. I hope what we were able to do last year and I hope what we will be able to do in future years. In but future. Thank you Gerald oh, so you're much. so welcome. Such really a kind. To be here again. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying my podcast as much as I'm enjoying making them. Do let your friends and family know about them. Subscribe. And if you're feeling generous, please leave a review. Thank you.